I went on a journey once. That may be news to you, or it may be something you know already. I try not to repeat myself too much, but I misremember sometimes. It was a while back now, and a lot has happened since. Well, I say it was a long time ago, but I got to admit it doesn't really feel that way to me. It feels like I'm on that road still, and only resting a minute or two before I get going again. A dead girl, that's my most close and faithful friend, has got a good way of explaining that. She says the things that work the deepest changes in us kind of live on inside us, so they always feel like they're happening right now. I believe she's right, or at least that's the way it is with me. Out of all the things I've ever done in my life, this journey I'm speaking of was, by a great long way, the most important. Also, it was the one that cost me the most. I'm not complaining about that cost, though I knowed what I was doing all along. Nobody could say I did my choosing without no sense of what it meant. I got started on my travels when I was made faceless and thrown out of my village in Calder Valley. I went south out of there, from the wildest north of England all the way down to Many Fishes Village, on the edge of the great lagoon where lost London used to stand. Then I sailed across the ocean to a place called the Sword of Albion, which I thought would be the end of my journeying. It was not the end, or anything like, as you'll see if you stay with me through this next and last telling. The greatest part, the greatest and the most terrible, was yet to come. When I say words like great and terrible, it might sound like I got some vain and vaunting purpose, but I don't. To tell you truly, I have not got much to boast about. I never had all that much in the way of courage, and still less of wit or cunning outside of woodsmithing, which was my mother's trade and should have been mine. All I had was the foolishness that goes with being young and not yet much tested by the world. For all the danger I put myself in, I thought there was a rule set down somewhere that said I couldn't die until I'd lived. Well, there is no such rule. And though I didn't die for I and ever on that road, yet you could say there was parts of me that did. Leastways, I met with things that changed me from the boy I was before into something else. And so that boy did not last out the journey. I should tell you that I was not alone on my travels. There was three women with me, as well as a beast of burden that was called the Drudge. The first woman was Ursula from elsewhere. She come from a place called Douglas, and she was the cleverest white I ever met. She knowed almost all that could be known about the world including a great deal about the tiny seeds inside a woman and a man that make up into babies when they get brung together. She was a drunkard when she could get anything to drink, a healer that could cure every sickness anyone ever had a name for, and a wayfarer that never stayed in one place long. Also, she was one that hated to be touched, but that did not stop her from being a good friend to me. The second woman was Cup, although maybe I should call her a girl, 
since she was only 14 years old and would not have gone waiting yet if we was in my home village of Mythenrood. She was a great fighter and had once been with shunned men in Calder that ate human meat, but now was sorry she done it and would not ever do it again. She had a religion that did not make no sense to me, and she clung to it even though her messianic senless turned out to be mad and burned himself alive. Also, she had a bow and could use it better than anyone I ever seen. And in case I forgot to say, she was crossed, being in a boy's body instead of a girl's. The third woman was in a worse past than that, having no body at all. She was called Manono Aware and was the dead girl I talked about before. She wasn't really dead, though, and you might say she was not really a girl neither. <laughs>